3: By Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have final attendance figures for last month's Canadian Western Aggravation. Regina-based FCC offers financial support to flood ravaged farmers in BC. SARM President Ray Orb discusses last week's meeting of Western Canadian rural and urban municipal leaders and Real Agriculture has an update on the cattle market. We have comments from this year's Outstanding Young Farmer Competition winners and a look at a possible grain price rally this month. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News
2: Director Jim Smalley.
3: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Canadian Western Agribimension is reporting attendance reached over 85,000 people during the week-long show ending November 27th. Attendance is down about 36,000 people from two years ago, but officials had expected lower numbers. Officials were pleased with the thousands who came to the show despite travel restrictions amid COVID-19 protocols. More than 100 international guests from 20 countries came to Agribition, with hundreds of exhibitors and more than 2,000 livestock. The school tours were not held at Agribition, but were in a virtual format. As well, more than 3,700 people live-streamed Agribition Livestock shows and sales. Agribition's virtual video content was viewed more than 31,000 times. CEO Chris Lane says registrations for the Grain Expo and Indigenous Agriculture Summit were record-setting. Merchandise sales were three times higher than normal, and rodeo ticket sales were strong with a sellout Saturday night. More than $20,000 was raised for the Agribition Scholarship Fund and over $74,000 for STARS Air Ambulance. Financial results will be released at the Agribition Annual Meeting next April. Regina-based Farm Credit Canada is offering a helping hand to farmers devastated by flooding in BC. Senior Vice President for Western Operations Don Anderson says FCC is offering short-term credit options and deferral of principal payments to producers affected by the disaster.
0: I think we've all seen the, you know, the news footage and pictures that uh are just showing the, you know, the level of flooding and devastation that, you know, really it, it's breathtaking, you know, and um but the challenge we're facing is we're still, you know, the waters are still receding and, and the full impact of this is, is just not known
3: yet. FCC has said it's prepared to help these producers. What are you looking at?
0: We have invoked a, a program that anytime there's, you know, a disaster, like a drought or transportation issues or, or a number of things that we've done in the past program where it just fast tracks the ability for us to, uh, support producers through simple things like a payment deferral to preserve cash principal and interest payments you know deferred over as well for another level of of cash preservation, and then also access to short term interest or short term credit lines so these may be bridging from when producers you know know they may have insurance proceeds or things of that coming forward or disaster uh, proceeds and we bridge capital to allow them to have access to this time, but keep their operations going in the meantime.
3: It's early. Have you had many farmers reach out to you yet?
0: Um, yeah, we have, Jim. There's um, a number of producers are proactive knowing that this is going to be a longer term, you know, recovery. And so they have already initiated uh, a number of payment deferrals and, uh, and we are working on a number of situations for just, you know, enhanced credit facilities and that and, uh, just for the short term for these producers. And we'll likely have to, you know, work closer with them to, you know, build a longer term strategy for their, for their finances. And once they, Once everything is understood as far as what uh, what may be available for them from
3: other disaster support programs. Now I've heard some of these farms it can take three to four years to get back into production, especially some of the fruit type farms. Is FCC prepared to be that flexible? Absolutely. Um, we've been
0: working with these producers, many of them right from the start, so you're referring to the number of blueberry producers that uh, were impacted here, and yes, it it takes about three years for these plants to start to produce, and really at five years is when they're hitting full production, and so depending upon what's required, uh, we will work pr- with producers to, to get them back up in operation again.
3: I understand you've also provided a donation to the BC Agricultural Council. Uh, outline that for me.
0: Yeah, so you know, FCC was looking to provide support and NBC, but you, you can also understand where 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 should it best go? And so our focus being on agriculture, um, you know, the BCA Council is the umbrella for a number of producer associations in the province, and so you know our decision was to work with the you know, BCA Council so that they could help distribute. You know, these funds were needed out in the agriculture community in BC.
3: How much did you provide?
0: we provided a donation of one hundred thousand dollars to the b c a council. How long do you expect this whole situation to last <laughs> that's a That's a pretty loaded question, Jim, and really, we don't know like um that's the the sad part right now. you know we were having some level of recovery, waters receding, and then you know three storms within a week battered lower mainland of b c Getting back to some of the recovery efforts, but thankfully, uh, more flooding wasn't wasn't really experienced during that period. So, you know, we're going to know more really within the next weeks to a month, and at that time, we'll be working with producers to you know figure out what's needed. Um, how do we get them back in operation? The thankful part there is is that. The, a number of the, the operations were able to, you know, get back up and going. About 80 plus percent of dairy production is back going in the area, which is encouraging. And there was a lot of concern about the number of animals that would be lost, especially in the dairy side. And thankfully, you know, just a little over 400 animals were lost. And so producers were, were able to, to get back in operation. Once they were able to get their their facilities up and running again,
3: that's the dairy side. More than ten thousand hogs and half a million chickens were killed in the flooding in the lower mainland. Anderson says the FCC office in Abbotsford was forced to evacuate from the threat of the flooding, but workers should be back this week.
2: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today
3: with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca Rural broadband improvements and flooding in B.C. were among issues discussed last week among rural and urban municipal officials from across western Canada. SARM President Ray Orb says the meeting was held over the internet. He adds rising costs of policing in rural areas was also high on the list of issues of concern. It was a a
4: virtual meeting, but it was something that we tried to meet uh, as an association, uh, the Western Canadian Municipal Association, at least once a year. And we've got really good participation from uh, all the prairie provinces, uh, and we have British Columbia now in the group as well. Some of the things we talked about, well, we talked about policing in particular, RCMP, because we know that the uh, the rates are going up next year and uh, there's a there's going to be a, a big bill to pay uh, to the RCMP. We're not sure uh, if the federal government is going to pick up the tab yet, but we're hoping so. We've been asking for the federal government to pick it up. If not, you know what, we might see some cost filter down to RMs and we're concerned about that. You know, really concerned as well about the flooding in British Columbia. And, uh, you know, we've seen the news and we've been following up, you know, with uh, major uh, rail carriers and uh, with Ag Canada, pretty regular meetings the last couple of three weeks, you know, watching what's happening out there in in British Columbia, really, really concerned about that. Not only uh, our grain and other products getting to market to the Port of Vancouver but also the, the ships waiting that are loaded that are coming in and unloading. And a lot of those products come into Western Canada and all across Canada as well. Rural broadband, obviously, uh, on our mind, uh, we we just have to push a lot harder to get better coverage across the country. So we had a really good discussion, and uh, we talked about all those things.
3: I understand another issue that came out was concerns about oil and gas tax arrears. Explain that a little bit for me.
4: Yeah, there, there are... Um, a number of arrears out there, RMs, uh, not only in Saskatchewan, but Alberta, we're looking into BC as well. We brought that up at the meeting uh, with our counterparts in BC. And because of the fact that there are some oil companies, and I believe that there are smaller companies uh, that are involved in oil and gas, that haven't been paying their taxes on a, on a, a basis that's suitable for rural municipalities. And uh, that's a big problem. And we actually had some resolutions that were passed at the SARM midterm convention a few weeks ago highlighting that issue. So uh, we're concerned about that. Some of that, there are bankruptcies, but there are also other companies that are just slow in paying their taxes and arms can't operate like that. And we have to try and get some resolve to that issue.
3: On another topic, there of course, is offering some support to b c what what are you looking at?
4: I think it's more you know just support you know in principle that you know we're we're hoping that the repairs can be done uh expediently as possible on the rail and on the highways as well and and other roads in you know within the municipalities in b c We've also been looking at some federal programs and how they could be improved and In particular, there's one, it's the DFA, the Disaster Financial Assistance Arrangements, that don't allow uh, rural municipalities to repair infrastructure works that fits the criteria of the program beyond the original state. So that means if a road or bridge gets washed out and uh, it fits under the federal criteria, the program only allows the municipality to build it back to the original condition and that is not sustainable and we need to look at that program to be able to fix that program to make it work for rural municipalities.
3: Ray Orb is the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities.
2: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source. 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio
5: to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at RealAgriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. It's now time for another edition of the Beef Market Update with Ann Wasco at the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Anne, how are you? I am good this afternoon, Sean. There's a lot happening in these markets. Uh, let's, yeah. let's break it down here. Pretty spectacular stuff happening in the U.S. right now.
6: Yeah. So U.S., of course, they had their big uh, Thanksgiving holiday last week, but they sure did not take in too much time off in terms of cattle markets. Um, they were up again this week uh, two to three dollars live both in in the south and in the north so 140 to 142 is going to cover a lot of the cattle and draft prices 220 delivered that's up about three bucks from pre- thanksgiving so very strong and that that market's been on a you know a pretty solid um, explosive move over even the last eight to ten weeks but it, it sure didn't stop this week Kind of carrying on from there, the cutout though, that choice cutout, um, our wholesale price we talk about, it was down about seven bucks this week versus just before Christmas or before Thanksgiving. So 272, um, and the select, the choice select spread kind of about 14 back. So we continue to gain some ground. Cattle prices finally moving up. Wholesale prices moving down and that leverage improving, um, which is something that has you know, long, long overdue and, and certainly helping these markets right now. Tides uh, turned. Right? Yeah, tides turned. Um and, and it should keep doing that because typically in the month of December, wholesale prices do kind of, between now and Christmas, kind of saunter lower as well. So that's to be expected. The, the question now is, uh, how much more juice in this cash market between now and Christmas? Is that it for now? Does it kind of take a bit of a breather, um, before moving higher? You know, the expectations in the spring of next year. So those are the, what well, we'll be watching for, but certainly long overdue. And we're gonna be watching the local markets in Western Canada pretty closely. Um they were uh lightly tested this week up about uh on the draft basis about five bucks higher to two seventy five. That'll be about, you know, two and a half bucks higher in the live market. That's still just mid you know, 165-ish, uh, that's a, that's still a weak basis for Alberta, you know, $13, 15 back of the U.S. market. So hopefully some better news, um, coming in terms of, the, you know, uh, the, the labor discussions and, and contract negotiations at High River. Uh, that would certainly help take some, some uncertainty out of the marketplace and, and move the market, hopefully.
5: Yeah, w- that, uh, the strike notices for, what, Monday, December 6th. The vote th- result supposed to be out, I think, to uh, the 4th, which is Saturday. So, uh-huh. we, like, I think, you know, you and I have chatted privately. Everybody I chat with in the cattle industry has the same response. We, we can't afford a strike right
6: now. No, no, Sean. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this, this year, right? This year, the Canadian harvest rates were up, what, nine, 10% so far, uh, to the end of, uh, um, end of November, uh, it's not over yet. You know, we know we've got 19% more cattle on feed. That's 29% more than the five-year average. We've got a lot of cattle to, you know, still get harvested as we go through the winter of 21, 22. So we cannot take our foot off the lever and uh, not have these packing plants all running as as, as full out as they can.
5: Do you expect the Canadian market to kind of respond like the U.S. has or have we already had our – there was a period of time where you and I would have our chats and the Canadian market just felt a little bit stronger and a little bit more leverage in the cattle feeder's hand than the U.S. did. Is it just the U.S.'s turn compared to Canada or will we catch up again?
6: Uh, that's a worry for me, Sean, I'll be honest with you. Because of these large on feed numbers that we have that are due to the drought. Okay, so don't forget why we've got these cattle on feed numbers the way that we do. Um, cattle have been forced into the feedlot. Um, so our numbers are very large vis-a-vis the US. Historically, Sean, to me, that means weak basis. So I think, you know, compared to the U.S., um, we could be struggling as we go forward. But again, more more reason than anything to keep these harvest rates big. Exports are going to be a key part in that. And of course, so much more of our beef headstep export market. So that's going to be a key piece of this winter market as well.
5: And thank you so much for joining us this week on the Beef Market Update. And we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thanks, Sean. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at
3: realagriculture.com. It's your agro weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, winds up to 15 km per hour. The high, minus 15, the low, minus 23 tonight. Wind chill, minus 25 this evening, minus 33 overnight. And there is a risk of frostbite with these temperatures. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, winds up to 15 km per hour. The high, minus 14 tomorrow, the low, minus 20. Milder on Wednesday, cloudy, 40% chance of flurries and a high of minus 4, the low minus 11. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 6, the low minus 14. Friday, sunny, the high minus 7, the low minus 11. Saturday, sunny, the high 0, the low minus 6. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 2. Normal high is minus 7, the normal low minus 18. The sun rose at 844 this morning. It sets at 456 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Maple Creek at minus 9. The cold spot, up north, Stony Rapids at minus 30. Estevan is minus 19. Saskatoon, minus 21. Swift Current, minus 15. Weyburn, minus 19. Yorkton is minus 22. In Regina, cloudy and minus 20. That's three below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest at 8. Giving a wind chill right now, minus of 26 degrees. Humidity is 72%. The barometer dropping 102.5. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 19. are from the southwest at 21. Once again, Regina, Cloudy and minus 20. That's three below Fahrenheit This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The 2021 Canadian outstanding young farmers come from Southern Ontario and British Columbia The awards were presented at an event in Saskatoon late Friday afternoon. Jenny Butcher and Wes Kuntz own and run the Little Brown Cow Dairy in the Bradford, Ontario region. They were both raised on dairy farms but started off on their own as true first-generation farmers with no family assets. Butcher and Kuntz started in 2008 by working off-farm jobs in between the milking of 20 cows morning and night under a rental agreement. A few years later, they were able to purchase a farm, converting an abattoir into a cheesemaking facility and retail store. They milk 70 Jersey cows and have 10 employees. Butcher credits a speech from a former outstanding young farmer from Ontario for giving them the inspiration to pursue their dream.
5: It doesn't sound that complicated, but at the time it was groundbreaking for us to hear that you could dairy farm without a land base. It was absolutely the most inspiring thing that I'd ever heard and it opened up the door that, in fact, we could farm without any assets and and we could put one foot in front of the other and become dairy farmers some way, somehow. We emulated his model and I can sincerely say that this program is probably the reason that we're farming today.
3: The second Outstanding Young Farmer Award winners are Raymond and Tracy Bredenhoff from Abbotsford, B.C., Their farm has two income streams, a 40,000 broiler per cycle chicken operation, as well as being the largest distributors of Canadian-grown hops. Raymond acknowledged the struggles farmers in his region are facing right now with flooding, but noted that farmers across Canada are very resilient. Each one of our farms has persevered through trials. Obviously, B.C. is going through a lot of things right now. But there's been forest fires
0: there's been floods elsewhere there's been trade problems and every single one of us has found a way to fight through and canada is better for agriculture being an important part of its economy and i'm, I'm proud to stand side by side with all of you in this industry
3: the outstanding young farmers program selects seven regional representatives to participate in the national program saskatchewan's representatives were michael and jessica Lovich. The couple moved to Belgoni from Alberta more than five years ago to start a dairy farm. All seven regional representatives are under the age of 40 and derive at least two-thirds of their income from the farm. Judging is based on several criteria, such as progress made during their farming career, maximum use of soil, water and energy conservation practices, crop and livestock production history, financial and management practices, contributions to the well-being of the community, province and nation, The Outstanding Young Farmers program has a very strong alumni, and there's a lot of interaction with participants from past years. You're tuned to Saskatchewan
2: Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM.
3: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and our Building Supplies. Small-town lumberyard, big on service. Arcolabuildingsupplies.com An analyst says there may be a Christmas rally in grain markets. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial Adam Piccolo says the latest StatsCan crop production report points to significantly lower yields due to drought, which is positive for markets. Piccolo says grain markets remain quite volatile because of concern about the new variants of the coronavirus
7: volatility I think is is here to stay. I've been saying that, you know, on our show here for the last year. And well, you know, one thing to note is that for the stock market at least, there's often a Santa Claus rally. And that doesn't occur though usually until the second half of December. Now, when you look at historically, December is actually the third strongest month In the stock market, out of all 12 months. So usually December is is a fairly strong month. History is now only a guide; it's not a guarantee. But given what we're seeing right now, we might see maybe that rally into the second half of the month, and you know what? That would just help support all markets in general.
3: So you see grain prices following that trend.
7: I see grain prices still fairly strong here throughout the winter months one factor to definitely keep in mind is what the US dollar is doing the US dollar has been you know pushing quite a bit higher here uh, and that obviously could spill over to the currency side of things the Canadian dollar has reached about 78 cents here on the March futures so that can definitely play a factor here you know going forward into next uh, next crop season
3: Adam Picallo is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. The Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission has announced results of recent director elections. The four elected candidates to the Sask Wheat Board include Davidson area farmer Robert Stone, Scott Hepworth of Assiniboia, Jake Legui of Weyburn, and Nakoma area farmer Brett Halstead. There were almost 2,500 ballots, with about 40% voting online and 60% by paper ballot. Each candidate serves a four year term. Two long-serving directors will be leaving the board in January. These include Regina area farmer Bill Gale, who was elected in 2013 and was chair of the board from 2014 to 2018. Also leaving the board of Saskweed is Ken Rosasen, who farms near Priestville. Rosasen was a professor of agricultural economics at the University of Saskatchewan. The Saskweed annual meeting will be January 10th in Saskatoon during the Crop Production Show.
2: The market
3: updates with Jim Smalley on the Source 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving Southern Saskatchewan for over sixty years, see Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell seven dollars and ninety cents at $979.72 per metric ton. One red spring wheat fell 5 98 at four fifty-seven zero six. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 7 1691 Feed barley, 3 dollars Flax, fourteen seventy fifty-nine, Lentils, 9 8650 Oats, 5 6663 Yellow peas, six twenty-three twenty-four. And feed wheat 261.65. At Minneapolis, March Spring Wheat fell one and a quarter cents at ten dollars nineteen cents and a half cent a bushel.
2: It's the Livestock Reports on the
3: Source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotes.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swift Cart. We had 2,500 head on offer last week, mainly cows on offer. All cows sold $2 higher. The calf run is over this fall with 55,000 calves sold in 54 days. Here are the quotations. D1 and 2 cows, 65 to 75. D3 cows, 60 to 65. Good Bulls, 95 to five. Medium eighty five to ninety five. Good bred cows trading thirteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Medium bred cows thousand to fourteen hundred. Good bred heifers are bringing from fifteen hundred to twenty two hundred. Today we at one o'clock, six mile consignment heifer sale. This is a s Sale. Tune in now. The regular sale is Tuesday. This Thursday, five hundred black bred cows and heifers. This is a DMS sale also. Good day and good marketing.
3: And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is Sig 4, Brandon, BP4, Moose Jaw, both $165.98 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.
2: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
3: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan government has approved up to $1 million to battle the threat of mountain pine beetle in Alberta. This is the second year of a three-year agreement with the province of Alberta to stop the pine beetle from spreading into Saskatchewan's northern forests. Environment Minister Warren says studies have shown the joint efforts are working by significantly slowing the eastern spread of the mountain pine beetle. He says renewal of the agreement is a cost-effective, proactive approach to control beetle spread in Alberta and support efforts to keep it out of northern Saskatchewan. Since the agreement began in 2011, Saskatchewan has invested nearly $7.3 million toward mountain pine beetle control efforts in Alberta. The outbreak in Alberta remains a significant threat to Saskatchewan's northern pine forests. The beetle outbreak has killed about 55 percent of the merchantable pine in B.C. and has spread across Alberta to within 40 kilometers of the Saskatchewan border. Ministry surveys this fall detected no mountain pine beetles in Saskatchewan's northern forests. The province continues to manage an established pine beetle population in the lodgepole pine forests of the Cypress Hills in southwest Saskatchewan. On the markets, the TSX is up 203 points at 20,836. The Dow has gained 598 points at 35,178. Oil has risen $1.73 to $67.99 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 38 one hundredths of a cent at 78.21 cents US. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today.